music down. Okay, and weirdly a St. Jude's ad that I uh, didn't want to be played in the background, but it did. Uh, and what's up, everybody? This is... Uh, no, donate to St. Jude, by the way. It's, okay. Uh, but in any case, uh, it, this is uh, me, Francisco, as a Sports Goose number 171. And I'm joined by my buddy Charles here on the side. And... Oh, today's going to be a day, folks. It's going to be an episode. Receipts are in the pocket, about Ooh, to be shown. I, I, okay, well, uh, it's been a great week for sports uh, on yeah. our end, for mm-hmm. sure. And it's been a great week for gaming as well. Uh, just a lot of great things happening in the, the two realms that I enjoy the most. And you know what? I, I just want to get into it, Charles. I need it. to start. So I've, I've I've labeled this episode the petty train to the Sunbelt bubble. Now, nor, like this is a this is a very rare occasion to to to, to ride the petty train because you normally ride it during the NFL season. Mm-hmm. And so you yeah. know, week by week, we're we're going, we're riding the petty train, trying to you know make our points and everything like that, but. But this time we've got a special train. This is this is headed towards the the NFL and, and the NFL, the NHL and the NBA playoffs, Charles. And <clears throat> I've been waiting for this one, man. This has been years. He really years, has been, everybody. Years for me to to finally get to this point in my lifetime where I can actually be a bit of an asshole. <laughs> um and be and have all the things to justify it um uh, so we're gonna get into hockey this is i'm 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 the conductor for the for the stop at the nhl charles will get off we'll, we'll get off uh, we'll, we'll be getting off but yeah, in more well, ways we'll than one off. uh but uh, charles will be taking care of the nba side because woo, woo. A lot of a lot of Charles Thomas is coming true here, <laughs> and a lot of things that mm. people said I was crazy on, mm. or they said I was just being, you know, a pompous ass. And listen, ladies and gentlemen, I am a pompous ass twenty four seven. Truthfully, but, yes. <laughs> but if you guys thought I was bad, a certain man has been waiting for years. You know, he he uh, he believes that Canada. This is how I'll do your intro. Mm, this man ahead. who is conducting conductor Frankie over here, Francisco, mm. um, he believes that in the NAFTA agreement, the NAFTA deals, the NAFTA mm. trade, it's not Mexico that's lacking. He believes it's all Canada because they ain't ish. Take it away, conductor. All right. So I've been covering hockey in official and unofficial capacities for the last 10 years at least. It's been about a decade now, Charles. Didn't know nothing about the game before. I've I was introduced really by my brother-in-law. Didn't have to buy NHL 2001 yeah. to get into it. No, I'm no, like, I didn't. People who needs it? I, I didn't. And um, is this my? Is that my mic? I think it might be my mic. Or, or my my? No, no, sorry. My my headphones are kind of. These are old old earbuds that I'm using, and they're kind of creating like a static sound. But if you don't hear it, Charles, then it's my end. Huh? I don't hear it. You're good. Okay, okay. so it's my it's my old old headphones because my other ones just broke. I'm gonna have to get. I'm gonna have to invest in a, in a good pair at some point, just for a good wired pair. Anyways, uh, so 
over the course of that time, I, I, I learned about the game. I studied the game. I went to go watch the games. I became heavily invested in Florida Panthers. They're the closest team here. My brother-in-law is a Penguins fan. And suddenly, I just became a fan. I, I was uh, the 2011-2012 season. The Panthers hadn't been to the playoffs in about a decade. So I didn't know that pain that those fans had suffered to. I was already a young, a young adult man at that point. Uh, but I was, you know, I mean, this hockey is awesome. This fervor. You know, I had my first sports heartbreak, man, uh, when the Panthers lost in Game 7 in that first round. In, in overtime, like, I, I understood this pain that is hockey and this, this, this absolute stress and, and euphoria at times as well with the sport. Um, but, of course, the Panthers started tanking. They started doing bad. But I was writing about the team, and suddenly I got asked to, you know, start covering the team in, uh, in an official capacity, which was nice. It was great. I met some great people in the Panthers organization. So, And they're really nice, and, and um, they've been working there for forever now. And, you know, it means a lot to me to see them having some 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 actual good times for once. But there were a lot of bad times, Charles. Panthers were uh, probably bottom of the league in, in, in attendance. They had to close off the upper deck because they were not selling them for, for most of those games. Uh, just inundated with Canadians when Montreal or Toronto stopped by or, or those damn dirty New Yorkers, your, your home people, Charles. Uh, when the Rangers came to town, you know, Boston fans coming down here as well, even overrun by, by people from Pittsburgh, of all places, also overrunning us. But little by little, you know, the team had some of their moments, 2016, but, you know, futility still still followed the team as, you know, they lost in the first round. And then, you know, the, the, the team across the, on the wrong side of the state started getting good, started winning championships. You know, oh, asterisk he, or he, not, he, he's not here. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna fling that mud and be like, what, what team? Here today, uh, gone uh, tomorrow. Uh, uh, what right. have you done for me lately? <laughs> There's one true Florida hockey team, okay. not somebody who navigated the hard cap. Well, my my ire isn't directed <laughs> to them, but regardless, the Panthers, you know, coming up with well, that. Ru- the oh no, go ahead. Not go against character. The, the rivalry, you know, between the Panthers and Lightning, finally uh, growing, but you know, it, it was still. But um, regardless, the Panthers and their fans kind of went through a lot with people telling the team should move, team should go back to Quebec, or not go back to Quebec, should move to Quebec, or Saskatoon, or, or all these other middle-of-nowhere Canadian places. I know Quebec City is a kind of sort of large city. but it's Nova Scotia? You know, you know, that's, well, uh, they, they practice sodomy, according to South Park. Uh, so... Um, they uh, or or those new fees. I think those are new fees. Anyways, uh, and over the time, I've written articles. I've I've kind of tried to be an advocate for the game. I'm a Latino man, Charles. Hockey isn't really anything that we're we're, we're it's not in our blood normally. The ladies, he knows how to use the stick. There, I gave you a shout out. You're good. <laughs> yeah, that is in our blood, but but not but not hockey. Right, that's something I had to adopt. That sport. We got a equator climate in every bloodline, essentially, no matter what the ethnicity is mm. here, or lo- geopolitical locations. 
but it, it, in any case, uh, you know, just trying to show, hey, hey, you know, show my fellow Latinos, hey, this is this is a fun, this is a fun sport, you know. It's got the elements of soccer, got the elements of of the NFL, it's got the elements of basketball and and, and baseball. Like it's got a little bit of everything, and, and except they're on, it's freezing, and it's they they got blades for feet, and you know, and they're they're beating the crap what, out of each other. Do you tell them it's mostly played by white people that are not Americans, but instead it's the white <laughs> people that you wouldn't mess with that mm. you know that they'll just throw hands on you because that's yeah. I think that's a sell for people. Yeah, but you know when most sports are dominated, baseball aside. With you know predominantly you know African American or you know mixed well, race. I mean the sport, white people and the white people here are, are mainly giant burly Canadian men. Yeah, uh, yeah, or, or Russians, or, or the yeah, nicest you know. human beings in the world off the ice. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah or you know you got Swedes, you got Russians. Their, their coaches are not as yeah. handsome, but you know they're, they're all they're they they accompany all the people that Argentina and and all those South American countries wanted to come immigrate to their countries, but yeah. it, you know they got those dirty Italians instead. Yeah, yeah you know. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, I. I've come under fire at times from people. Uh, I've called out Canada for certain things that have that, that have gone on in Canada. And they're like, oh, we're not racist. We're not elitist. We're not all these things. It's just like evidence. On the contrary. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the super petty train right here. Um, this has been a year's preparation of, pre- of petty. You know, we're, 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 we're nice. We're all these other things. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, that's all right. I mean, it's not what I see, but... But uh, y'all, I'll have my day, and I've been patient, Charles. Panthers have ma- have not made this easy. No, yeah, they, last they year finally. Was an they finally. Give, give some cont- I mean, last year they had the the best record in the league for the first time in their history. They made it past the first round for the first time in like twenty six years, and then they got their butts handed to them by Tampa, and it was just like it was. A it bunch was of cheaters. It was just awful, you know. It just kind of it kind of deflated everything. But then, you know, Bill Zito, I always mix up his name with Barry Zito, the pitcher. Right. Uh, but Bill Zito, our GM, the man, you know, former lawyer, realized that you know the legal game was was not great, and he he left, and he you know he's living the dream like like we all aspire to. <laughs> um, he 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 decided to because he put together that. That that hundred and something roster. win team with the President's Trophy and all that stuff, and he's and he you know the Panthers were up against the cap, but he knew that that wasn't gonna do. That team was not gonna do. So this man did something that a lot of teams would not have done. He traded Jonathan Huberdeau. Overrated for and Mackenzie Wegar, basically our, our our second best defenseman and our our, our top points getter. From last season, uh, he he had you know NHL records for for a right winger for for assists and all that stuff. Like he 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 just a historic season for for a lot of people. The best the best offense in in, in hockey in the last twenty six years, as well. Decided to break that up for Matthew Kachuk, Charles and fantastic Matthew Kachuk, the man Seen him in person. He is. Um, I'm gonna say this already. He is. As impactful to the Panthers as getting Jimmy Butler was to the Heat. Ooh, Ooh I mean, like, granted, immediate. It's, it's a year one focus. Jimmy did a lot in year one. Immediate. You know, until you 
lose, you might be correct. Immediate, immediate shift in attitude in, in in every like this man you know he is as every bit of a dick on the ice that you would want on your hockey team but with all the offense to back it up he's got the swagger my friend he's got the swagger he knows he's good he knows he's the best on ice and he ain't gonna take no guff for nobody just like jimmy and so and he you know he has an M- he's he's nominated for the MVP award right now, top three right now in the first season. Jonathan Huberto, as much as you know, Jonathan Huberto, great, fantastic. You might have your number retired in Florida. I don't know. Depends. He again, he's in Calgary. Calgary. There's no Canadians in this postseason, boys and girls. <laughs> so, no Canadian team. Matthew Kachuk, who's American born, by the way, his father's Canadian, but he's American born. Um, he uh. He did everything Jonathan Hubro could not. And you, and you look at the numbers. Look at the numbers. The Panthers won this trade by a mile. And so Panthers go to the playoffs. They barely make the playoffs, Charles. They barely make it here. We were yeah. there when you had lost faith. I've lost, I, lost faith. It's, 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 it's... It happens. Faith, faith is the thing that you're allowed to lose and restore. Mm. Uh, I, I lost. I didn't believe they would make it here, and then lo and behold, I'm I'm popping on another podcast. Be like, yeah, you know, the you know if they win this, and you know the Penguins choked. The Penguins choked, and that was the reason the Panthers are in this position. But they go up against the Boston Bruins, Charles. Boston mm-hmm. Bruins, mm-hmm. Most, mm-hmm. greatest regular season in the history of hockey. Boston Bruins, forty three points ahead of the Panthers. Panthers lose game one. Uh, I had no expectations. Charles. Panthers win game two. I'm like, oh, cool. We got the token win, right? All right, that that's fine. I'm cool with that. Panthers lose game three and at home. I'm just like, yep. Panthers lose game four at home. All right, Charles. Let's see. The Heat are playing the Bucks. <laughs> Panthers win game five on the road. It's like, okay fine panthers come back and win game six at home oh suddenly boston's kind of not looking good charles then the panthers part of the part of the greatest i I can't say it right now but it might be the greatest postseason game that they've played thus far game seven against the bruins and they eliminate the bruins and everybody's happy charles and all the rest of the hockey world nobody likes boston outside of boston can confirm nobody likes boston nobody likes the patriots or the celtics or the red sox or the bruins it doesn't matter so everybody was happy for the panthers good job panthers everybody was a pat on the back you know boston sports radio imploding fantastic good on everybody uh then uh you know during that 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 run charles uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, right? Uh, I did I, I you know, Toronto. The, the, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Y'all don't know the Toronto Maple Leafs. Also, a postseason futility. For about, we're 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 going past more than fifty years since they've won a championship. Before there were more than six teams in a league. Um, and they they consider themselves Charles the the center of the hockey universe. That is literally what they say about themselves. The people of Toronto, Canada. Not even the capital of Canada, by the way. 
All right. Charles, are you there? I'm listening. Okay. No, no, I right, the right. I'm, sorry. I'm, 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 sorry. No, you're good. I, I, I'm not I, I just out. thought we lost connection because I need you no, to no, hear no, no. this. You're, you're, I need you're, people I'm to here, hear I'm this. There. I need I'm people to understand. Like, I'm, I'm, in, I'm, like I'm taking a little bit of Stephen, Stephen A's approach here because he always does this. You know, nice and calm. And then he starts screaming. <laughs> so the Toronto Maple Leafs come out. You know, there's some fans. They're out in Maple Leaf Square out in Toronto. You know, it's a nice city and all that stuff. And they're screaming, Charles. We want Florida. Yeah, I bet you do. It doesn't snow here. We want Florida. And, you know, of course, that was mainly aimed at the Boston Bruins and laughing at them. And, of course, hey, let's let's hope the Panthers knock out the Bruins and, and we can just kind of knock out the Panthers real quick. Good job, Panthers. Let me, let's, let's just kind of stroll our way into the Eastern Conference Finals. All right. Oh, no, Charles. Things didn't end up the way Toronto and uh, I forgot what they call it. The, the GTA. That's what they call it there. What the hell they call the GTA for? The the Greater Toronto Area. Oh, uh-huh. that's what they call it. So that that implies the terrible Toronto area. Mm. I want to hear so, more about that. So, listening uh, Toronto sports talk and everything. The the Leafs are everything to them, Charles. The Leafs are everything to them. The Blue, Jays, the Blue Jays are overrated. They, well, hmm. Uh, we'll talk about Aaron Judge a little bit sooner. Uh, <laughs> but regardless, the, the Blue Jays could win about a thousand World Series championships. It won't amount to one Stanley Cup for the Toronto Blue Jay, for the Toronto Maple Leafs. That is how much they love that team, Charles. Ooh, Yankees already up two zero. Speaking of Blue Jays and Yankees, mm. <laughs> so. We Toronto going to get double teamed today, buddy. The center of the hockey universe. Everybody in Canada and in the Northeast United States as well. And they they always with the jokes, the Panthers should move. Why is there a team in Miami even though they haven't played in Miami in like 20 years? That they what's going on out there? It's the snowbirds. We take over your arenas whenever we get there. It's cheaper to fly to Florida to watch a game than to watch uh, a game in Toronto, like move the team to Quebec, all these other things, Charles, every day. Why? The people, the hockey shouldn't exist if it doesn't snow in an area. <clears throat> the Florida Panthers, Charles, four games to one. Hmm. A gentleman's like sweep. Another South Florida team. Mm. A gentleman's sweep, Charles, of the, the center of the hockey universe. Four players making about, I think about like, I think it's like half or like at least forty percent of their of their salary cap. Charles, four players taking up their salary cap that much. The Toronto mm-hmm. Maple Leafs, you know they the Austin Matthews, Nylander, trash, Marner, and Oof. our good old buddy Jonathan Tavares. Tavares, even I know him. Yeah, pajama boy, as they call him, man who lives in Toronto. He grew up as a Maple Leafs fan, then scorned the New York Islanders to go back home, and the Islanders have made it further than the Leafs have as well in that time frame. Just, just completely disappeared, Charles. Their this best is a players. Show everybody. Their best players, but Charles, I'm. The, the Toronto Maple Leafs are the New York Knicks 
of the NHL. Because, you know, Stephen A. Smith was saying they're the Dallas Cowboys of the NHL. Oh, no, the Dallas Cowboys have done something, Charles, within the last half century. The Toronto Maple Leafs, the, the New York Knicks, 1973, their last championship. The Toronto Maple Leafs, 1967, Charles. And complete futility since then. Right in the 90s, the Leafs had constructed some pretty competitive teams and still lost. 2004, that was the last time they made it to the second round, Charles, and still lost. And then just kind of just kind of trudging along. In, in NHL purgatory, sometimes making the playoffs. Then, of course, getting getting absolutely owned by their daddy in Boston year after year. Much like the Knicks get owned by their daddy in Miami year mm-hmm. after year. Except the Heat. The Heat actually win championships, unlike the Bruins, who c- continuously choke as well. You know, just, just throwing something out to Boston, because you fuckers also... I say, hey, I said the F word already. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Also, kind of, you know, thought, thought, thought a little too much of yourselves. Drank the Kool-Aid, but, but you didn't realize it was great value. Right? Mm, so, the NHL award, of course, laughing at the Toronto Maple Leafs, of course. And it, the, the Leafs thinking that their path, this is the easiest, this is what they've said. The easiest path for the Leafs to win the Stanley Cup. Boston was taken out. Their big bad daddy was gone. They had beaten the Lightning, who were defending uh, conference champions for the last three years as well. It's the Panthers. The Panthers, you know, whatever. They rode the against the Bruins, and that's it. Okay, they face the Bruins, and then they'll go off, face off against whoever they after that, and then they'll win the Cup, Charles. Such an easy path, right? Mm. Oh, fantastic. Oh, we can hold this over the Boston Bruins and the Maple Leafs fans that come down here every year. From now on, Charles, that's that's what it's going to be. That's that's the beauty of this. But it doesn't stop there, Charles. The train will stay here. The petty train keeps going. Because not only... Because I've been advocating for hockey and its growth, Charles. The, the game is a beautiful game. And why wouldn't you want more people to like this sport? But there's just gatekeepers out there, Charles, that don't want people to like this sport don't like it when you're you're a few you're you're a few tones darker in the skin at times as well and i'm gonna call those people out too mm-hmm. all right or it. just people who just think hey you know this is our sport and if that's case yeah, okay no hockey fine we'll take the blue jays away from you i'm sure you're all gonna get mad about that because they're the actually only decent team you guys have left because the raptors suck too let's not get too crazy here francisco yeah Decent enough. They're just, you know, decent enough to lose in the wild card game. Thanks for saying that. There you go. All right, because, you know, Vlad Guerrero Jr. and all those guys keep choking all the time. Yeah, plus also I'm sure there's going to be a drug test that takes him out, and, so it's all right. You know, and Vlad Guerrero <laughs> Jr. is actually a Canadian, by the way, so he, he, ain't, gonna, he ain't escaping from this either. <laughs> yes. You know, he was born in Montreal. Come on now. Anyways, so and I've been called out. I've been told, and, and I advocate for these. And people, the Canadians have lost their mind on Twitter, Charles. And it's fantastic. The salt, the tears, just licking those up, right? Just telling people go watch the Blue Jays because that's in itself an insult. And I'm a Marlins fan, by the way. And the Marlins have won a championship <laughs> more recently than the Blue Jays. Y'all had two seasons. That was it. And then you. Pre- 
continuously choked after that. Anyways, it didn't stop there, Charles. Because there were other series in the NHL going on. I support the other teams. The Lightning, I'm, you know, I'm not that fond of. But I, I don't mind the other teams that that encompass the Sun Belt, as they call it. The Los Angeles Kings, the Dallas Stars, the Vegas Golden Knights, the Carolina Hurricanes, the Nashville Predators. Bunch of those teams. In fact, I, I look forward to the playoffs every year, even if the Panthers are not in it, to see how many teams from Canada, and specifically aimed at Canada, by the way, right? And how many teams from the Sun Belt remain in the playoffs. So, yeah, any, there are seven, I think, yeah, there's seven Canadian NHL teams. And about around the same number for the, for the Sun Belt teams. You know how many remain, Charles? You know how many Canadian teams remain in the NHL is playoffs it, right now? It, I got this. Is it as many Stanley Cup wins that the uh, Maple Leafs have had in the last <laughs> several years? Zero? Oh, is it as many Stanley Cup wins that any Canadian franchise has had in the last 30 years, Charles? Would that be zero? Yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. Zero. The Edmonton Oilers were recently eliminated by the Vegas Golden Knights, a With team that Connor McDavid. Look, I know Connor McDavid guys. and Leon Draisaitl. Charles, they had a historic power play that hit on thirty-four percent of their power plays. Charles, the probably the greatest Oilers team since the eighties when Wayne Gretzky was 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 there, and they lose to the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, the Dallas Stars just eliminated the Seattle Kraken. I don't have nothing against Seattle. They're a brand new team, watching, whatever. I was watching. But it, regardless, it was a good game, right? And yeah. a good series. Went to seven games. The Dallas Stars now. East, the Western Conference Finals, the Dallas Stars versus the Vegas Golden Knights. The Eastern Conference Finals, the, the Carolina Hurricanes eliminated the New Jersey Devils. And we have Carolina versus Florida. We have an all-sunbelt Conference finals on both ends, Charles, for the first time ever in NHL history. And Canadians have lost their freaking minds. And I am here for it. I am absolutely here for it. This has been a long time coming. This has been a comeuppance for the entire country of Canada. And they'll say, Charles, most of your players are are comprised of Canadians anyways. No, no, y'all don't care. That's only for like the Olympics and things like that. No, no, no. These guys, they come down here. They enjoy. It. They marry the American ladies and all these other things like that. They, you know, Matthew Kachuk. Matthew Kachuk has has some croquetas, Charles. Yeah. Right. They're they're afraid of what's the inevitable, and then five, ten years, the new pro players are going to be saying, "My favorite kind of meat's not poutine, but chicken and waffles, baby." Mm. You know, with some, uh, you know, some crawfish. Mm. You know, that southern comfort mm. in a North American sport. Yes. Be afraid. More and more kids signing up. All these other things. They're just afraid, Charles, because that, in the end, because more and more American kids wanting to become hockey fans, wanting to learn hockey fans, they'll grow up to be great hockey players, like a certain Matthew Kachuk, whose Matthew dad. Kachuk? Was a hockey player, was a great hockey player in his time, Canadian, has two sons, both Americans, play for Team USA, Charles. It's all a ploy because eventually those American teams will have 
better talent than Canada. And Canada will lose the only thing that they're ever good at. And that's what they're afraid of, Charles. They're, they're fearing irrelevance. That's what they're really afraid of. And I'm here for it. Y'all brought this on yourself. You guys could have been welcoming. It could have been like any other sport. Baseball and basketball and football. There's no discourse as to whether a team belongs in Mexico City or London. Or a team belongs in Puerto Rico. Or all these other places that these other sports want to spread to. No. There is not. Heck, I'd like to see the Montreal get another baseball team back. Sure. But, but I don't know, y'all, y'all kind of dicks with regards to the hockey thing, man. I've seen through the facade, Charles. All right, the South Park episodes are true as to the, what the Canadians are about. Okay, We're in Canada. So, to the entire country of Canada. <laughs> Uh, y'all should just be sent to drift into the Hudson Bay and and be done with it. Ah, wow. this is it. This is I great. You committed murder right there. Mm. I, I, may, may I I'm not your you? friend, buddy. I'm, I'm not, not your, your buddy guy. guy. <laughs> I'm not your guy friend. This this postseason, I'm not any of those, Charles, for Canada. All right. Mm-hmm. We're at 31 I, minutes, Charles. The petty train has left the NHL station. I could have like this is this is catharsis for me, Charles. This is great. I've I've been wanting this for a long, long time. I'm gonna give you my petty train pit stop of hockey from what I observed. Go ahead. Yeah. You're, because, you're, you're, you know, you're relatively new to this, you know, and and, and newish, and newish, but not really. You know, you're yeah. from New York, but you didn't get into it, for, you know, all stuff. But yeah. NHL 2K24, or not, is that 2K24? I'm sorry, NHL 24 from yeah. EA when they make it. Maybe it will change me. Mm. But I do try my best. I will. I, I have gone to Panthers games with you. I have uh, watched during the playoffs to kind of come into it to get the idea of the basis. I know the names I need to know. It's been interesting of viewing, but it's always fun because for you to have that duality of being both a Panthers fan and a Heat fan, and seeing it's like best day ever. I, I still remember that text that you sent me like Friday. This is everything. Or tonight is everything. And um, this is the comment I'll make to a lot of teams about sports itself. For hockey at least. This is really good for the expansion to get people interested. One for South Florida. Because you got to think. This is yeah. the model consistency. Last year you're the one seed. Mm-hmm. This year you're in the Eastern Conference Finals. Regardless if you win or not. doesn't matter if you're trying to get a market. Because... Um, he's not on the show right now, but I'm still going to take my shots at the lightning, not to be a dick, but it's the locale and location of that area of Florida. That's not enticing to a bunch of people, right? Central yeah. Florida has a very split way of their, of their, I don't want, I almost said clientele. I'm on the business mindset of their fan bases because it's the Tampa Bay bucks and the Tampa Bay lightning. And right now the Buccaneers are in that crash control and mm. the lightning are kind of in crash control because this is what you rue when you can't go against the hard cap other sports so elevate you because orlando is not tampa i understood the whole y'all have heard for five years orlando it's not a real thing yeah it's not a real thing counties away bud two yeah. different locales coming into it so this gives an opportunity for south florida that has a winning culture because what does south florida have to stand multiple nba championships yeah. for the nfl side of it the only perfect season 
with the Miami Dolphins, and then their multiple champ. What? It's three rings in Miami, if I'm not mistaken. The, well, the Dolphins only have two. Two, two is the second one. And I met yeah. Pat Pepler, who was on that uh, yeah. staff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he showed me. I saw the actual legitimate rings that they gave him. It was great. So it's just either seventeen and zero, and then the one that they went like thirteen and two or something like that. Um, and then you have. Uh, University of Miami being relevant for a certain degree to win championships. So this is actually Final very beneficial. Final four this year. So it's actually very Baseball's benef- pretty good. Yeah. yeah, because if you're talking about getting casuals, you can leap over casuals when the entire <laughs> section locale, yeah. even fuck, even FAU yeah. constitutes as a possibility. So this is really good to get people in there because who you're trying to get the young people. Because yeah. I think when you're casual adults, you already know what you're going to watch or not watch. You know, yeah. the people who are going to have the limits test of, all right, let me go watch this and go from there. But I'm talking about the 15, the 17, the 18, to talk about the teenagers. I'm talking about everybody else in between. That's all a good possibility mm. to get them involved. So for hockey, this is beneficial. And there's names, you know, to uh, Kachuk, I can never say his name correctly, but for Kachuk to be worth the investment, you know, people want to get behind it because he's younger. He's yeah. doing good. He's something that's you know marketable and likable. It's not as if he was a big free agent signing that pooped the bed, which happens in all sports. Remember, it's supposed to be that one guy, that one, that one guy, that one, the one guy, the 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 one guy, the one guy is supposed to help change your franchise, push over. Maybe like a certain Philadelphia team. Ho- ho- you know, I mean, hockey, hockey, hockey rarely gets guys that can completely change the face of a franchise uh, in this the, like the like Panthers like immediately. Far. You know, because like Barkov was a you know draft pick, all these Ekblad, those guys, but they they had to cobble that core together, and they still needed to go through their growing pains and stuff like that. But you can never um, devalue a a fantastic trade for mm-hmm. just a guy, just a like he, like this is a hockey player, you know, or just like I any other sport, like this is a baseball away. player, this is a basketball player. Like when we got Jimmy from Miami, it's like that's a basketball player, you know. And like the heck, even the Marlins, we got Starling Marte for like, uh, like two halves of, of separate seasons, you know, and like, he's a baseball player, man. That's a real guy. You know, this is a guy who, you know, oh, he needs to change the scenery, you know, uh, or just a guy, oh, you know, he, he could give us, you know, some, uh, a, a good outing or two. Every implies while, that you, you were know? terrible at a period. That's why I never understood about people. Yeah. Yeah, or just, uh, just oh, you know, he might not be washed just yet. Like, nah, nah. We got a guy who's 24 years old. We extended him for eight years. Like, this is the guy. And he's the guy, Charles. He's the guy. This is this is his team now. Like, they, they, don't, they don't play like that. They don't have this attitude with Jonathan Hubert on the team. Like, this is this is it. And and that's that is marketable, Charles. That is gonna get people to want to go to games. That's that is gonna gonna entice people because you know it's you know the Panthers they've they've been working real hard. I told you I've been covering this team for like at least ten years now, and it's been a long struggle, a long time to get people to trust this this franchise again. They went through a decade of no playoffs, an entire decade where they in a in a league that. Half the teams make the playoffs in. That's tough, right? Like, how there's like, Ali Jokinen was your uh, yeah, your, ooh, your that's Butler, a name. Roberto Luongo, yeah, I, him. I and, did a lot of high, high hockey in high school, man. Remember fifteen dollar uh, Panther tickets? Yeah, when well, you were Miami subs, Jokinen what, what and yeah, yeah, those were the guys, and the Panthers couldn't put anybody around. Those teams were terrible. 
you know that that was that was the whole thing there the team couldn't spend or didn't want to spend they were cheap they played out in sunrise and, and all these other like they just were not fun at all just not a fun team to watch and and lo and behold they you know they every time they got veterans they would just be guys who were washed guys who just wanted to you know Ride the ride, ride to the sunset, and you know they want to go to Bahama poolside. Breeze. Yeah, exactly, go to Bahama Breeze. You know, get a DOI on South Beach, like at Belfour. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know, hockey Hall of Fame goaltender, but he was washed, and he was just like, yeah, you know. So, like that's that's what we had back here back then. That was a long time, and then the, the tank with the team tanked. It was called the blueprint. You know, the, the 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 Sixers had the process. The Panthers had the blueprint. Charles, that's what they called it, but. Unlike the Sixers, Panthers actually made it past the second round now. <laughs> so, it's it's been a long time. This, this this has been great, Charles. But we're at 38 minutes, and I want the train to head to the next stop, Charles. Uh, I'm putting this game on pause. <laughs> where, where do you want me to start? Because you got to remember, my mm. penny train started technically thursday or friday yeah so we had yeah we 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 could do this as a joint what we could do together nba well you introduced me with the hockey thing so we so last week we had our 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 victory lap after the new york knicks and stuff like that it's just not a basketball team that that's not a basketball team they're all there thinking brunson and randall are are actual guys no they think think that not having a Isaiah quickly was the end of their season. Yeah, yeah. R.J. Yeah, like Barrett, he just needs to grow a little bit more. Mm, okay. Uh, like, it's just like that's not a basketball team, right? So that was fine. That was cool. We had our fun. But but I think there's another series, Charles. Another series. Actually, no. This is This is actually something that you called last week that you had said. When we were talking about this, you're like, Francisco, this is what I want. I want Boston. And you know why I want Boston? I want a repeat of the bubble. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, we've got the Celtics and the Heats. We've got the Lakers and the Nuggets. We have returned to the bubble, Charles. I don't believe in time travel. But I believe I'm mm. revisiting parts of my life that have importance. Mm. Oh, call that girl. Call tears that guy. of the kingdom. There's some time travel. Yeah. Right. Call that girl. Call that guy. Have that second chance. Quantum leap this issue, even mm. though it's really multidimensional life changing. Doctor Who for that for the people who like that stuff. Relive the NBA bubble 2020. This is what I wanted. Mm. This is what I needed. Because to reiterate what I had said is I said, What's so special about the Bucks? I was scared of Giannis. I'm not gonna lie about that. But people for a whole season, for a whole season, we're saying the Bucks are just a well team with good depth. But really, were they? When you actually looked at who was on that depth chart, you know, coming into everything, and it didn't work out. And you had guys who really had hit their ceilings coming down quickly. Drew Holiday, Chris mm-hmm. Milton's come back from injury, but you know, Chris has been around for a bit. Brooke Lopez, you know, they listen any team. Any team that has Grayson Allen being their like lead guy off the rotation, I'm not too scared about. <laughs> I'm just saying, Pat Connington. <laughs> you know, am I am I supposed to be kind of scared of that? So I was like, you know, I have to believe. I did not expect it. I, I mean, we sacrifice 
the hand of Tyler Hero, just mm. as Link's hand has been sacrificed if you guys have not played Tears of the Kingdom. I can't review it yet. Give, I'm, it's not going to be one of those things where I finish it to review it because we know that's going to take too long. But that's a little bit of hint you see in the trailers. But Tyler Hero is basically mm. being Link right now with the busted hand, the busted right hand, right? Mm. Um, but like, am I supposed to be scared of Myers Leonard heat defector? Mr. Hmm. I, I don't know that K word, bro. You know, you know. Hmm. Am I supposed to be afraid of Joe Inglis who got shipped out? Bobby Porter's, I respect. He put a frustration on Bam. I'm not going to talk trash about him. Grayson Allen, Drew Holiday, who's on the back nine. Am I supposed to be scared of Wesley Matthews? He's still playing. I'm sorry. Uh, Goran, we should be. Jimmy was extra pissed that fact was Goran was there. Hmm. But I wasn't scared of that. So when we beat them, it felt good. It was just surprising. Everything was just surprising. And then. <laughs> And then we got the Knicks. Julius Randle laid an egg. Tom Thibodeau was losing follicles of hair by the quarter. <laughs> um, RJ Barrett, okay. How are you a fourth pick in in, mm. in the draft? I How understand many years he has has been? This is year three going on your yeah, fourth thing. Yeah, yeah, and I, I understand so. that like he had a good postseason showing, but it goes back to my um it goes back to my the Chicago Bulls player right now because my brain just froze, but I always use him as a litmus test. Zach Zach Levine, if you're the only primary ball handler and scorer, mm-hmm. you're going to get jacked up points. It's just true. You know, basketball basketball really is a team sport. I know it annoys people when I say that because you see great players and superstars leave, but that's for the exceptional people. Mm. The LeBron's going to the finals. The Allen Iverson's going to the finals. When you're a singular guy, yeah, a singular guy. So with the with the Knicks, because. Once we got past the Bucks, I ever say I'm like I'm scared of the Knicks. No, those sounds are like fire, Eric Spolster, how can you do the stress? But we took them for the one. I wanted Boston because Boston objectively, even though the Bucks finished out the beginning of the season or the end of the season on top, uh, Boston, Milwaukee. I'm sorry, the Milwaukee, too many B words. Milwaukee finished out top. Boston was Boston was just interesting to people, right? Mm. They traded for um, the former Pacers guy whose name is skating right now to be their sixth man in the rotation, which was just a good, 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 good. good. I'm bringing up that. Uh, roster a good pickup coming into it um and then they got joe Missoula after they got rid of umo D- malcolm brogdon after they yeah. got rid of uh jim Ime odoka for you know having an affair how do you cheat on Nia long i don't understand <laughs> and and here's the thing man you know what i want to hear francisco oh no of course my i'm gonna put on mute as i can talk more because you don't understand the collective power of the miami heat and the miami heat fan base with basically D League players or G League players, and mm. then followed by Jimmy Butler. Once we are there, once it is around, once we feel like there's nothing that's going to stop us. And what did I say last week we were playing with, buddy? House money. Money. And you know what I'm hearing at the end of every house game? Peppas in the background. <laughs> you know, just hearing it. And we are going to let Peppas guide mm. us. Mm. It's talking about taking pills and partying. It's not something that Miami does, right? Right. But, uh, you know, Jimmy just like his big coffee, but it feels so good. And do I think we could be Boston? Absolutely. Are we going to be Boston? We'll see. But already DraftKings, all that stuff, like, oh, low betting. Well, you know what? Don't handle my money. Don't handle my money because guess who's gas that they're playing a seven game series? Boston. Mm. Guess who can defeat just Joel Embiid by himself? Or they had to come back to beat Joel Embiid by himself. Boston, you already have a handicap of no Tyler Hero, a bust-up ankle of Jimmy Butler, a Kyle Lowry that's going to have probably trauma for being in a Toronto's Raptor team that couldn't go past the Eastern Conference Finals for so many years until he realized they had to get Kawhi for it. Mm. And then you have to also just deal with the fact that our shooter's probably not going to shoot. Can you handle that, Boston? Am I supposed Mm. to be scared of Jalen Brown? Yeah, I'll give Jalen his respect. Am I supposed to be afraid 
of Jason Tatum after, you know, on the game that they had to come back from, he only scored like 13 points in the quarter to come back when they had to go to OT against Philly. I don't know, man. Derek White, Grant Williams. I remember saying how mad I was last year that we were just getting eaten up. But guess what, guys? It's not the same players on this team because we're just putting dudes out. Gave in to, hey, what's up, man? Let's see what you got now. More experience time. Caleb Martin, hey, man, what's up? Let's see what you can have more time. Yeah. You know, Hayward Highsmith might get some love because we have nothing to lose because we're playing with house money. It's not even mm. Russian roulette where you hope that the bullet doesn't hit you because what's the mm. game of Russian roulette? One bullet in the revolver, five empty uh, five empty uh, shots. Maybe it's mm-hmm. one. Us, it's more like I'm probably going to lose this next hand. I have no money to keep into the game and you know what it's the balls because we have also the smartest coach in the nba who gets no respect a employed coach don't worry the petty train's got choo 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 on for that portion i just have to give you my heat love does joe Missoula, who is really just promoted in the very beginning of the season as an interim going to does he have the wits to beat a man like spolster who just basically said fuck it we'll do it live that's essentially what he did mm. that's what he did he Eric Spolster this season. If I had to, one line. <laughs> Boss people in Boston are already like worried about Missoula, you know, well, you know with this, right? You know, they, they, I'm gonna say this right now that 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 fan base is not loyal to coaches. Nope. Players, sure, but not loyal to coaches. There's only one coach they're loyal to, and that's Bill. And they're already sick of. I'm not gonna say they're loyal years. to players either. To be honest, I, I mean, if, if you were willing to keep Paul Pierce in your organization, fine, right? That that's the one condition. Because I don't know, Paul. Ooh, this is a hot take. No, Boston likes Pierce... Boston likes guys like Paul Pierce and Brad Marchand. Like they like guys like that. that yeah. that's, that's a whole different. No, that's thing. that's being loyal. Can I can I be inflammatory about Paul Pierce for a second? Uh, we can always be inflammatory about Paul Pierce, who thinks he had a better career than Dwayne Wade. <laughs> this goes back to what I was saying. Is like, of course they're going to rally around a guy who I think wouldn't have any central relevance if he went to any other team. He did not have the seismic effect if he That's was traded to another team the way that Kevin Garnett Allen was. Remember, he needed them. They didn't yeah. really need him. I'm saying it like that. That's true. Very relevant yeah, that, to certain the NBA. Like those. I mean, he was on those Celtics teams, and like he he was the only the guy because. They no, that's the how Zach, bad the, the Zach Levine, the Zach Levine logic. Mm, it it, it all comes together. Trust me. Let me tell you about Paul Pierce kids. You know how David Stern mm. vetoed <laughs> Chris Paul to Lakers. I almost wish it, that happened now because Lakers right, would have choked Jesus. every year. <laughs> but it, let's just imagine if you switch Paul Pierce out, they would have proved it without hesitation. That's the kind of guy he was. Mm. And he didn't poop himself. Um, <laughs> didn't poop himself. But the, back on the thing, can Joe Mazzula, who's figuring it all out, outcoach this man who literally had to look at dudes who are like, you're undrafted, you're undrafted, you were in G League, you were undrafted. He knows the parts to put in. He knows square pads and square pegs. Spo is so intelligent as a coach where unlike other coaches in this postseason, it's definitely going there, guys. This is a sports show who had to make adjustments to say, we got to try something. Spo's going to know, okay, you're a square, but what kind of square are you? Are you rectangle or are you a square square? Mm. You know, are, are you isosceles? Are you are, are you an eight-sided? What, what's going on here? You know, what kind of triangle are you? Are you... Are you you know, 90-degree triangle, 45-degree triangles, all this weird geometric stuff that you guys understand that I don't need to go in depth on because I'm being facetious. <laughs> that intelligence matters because the other thing I want you to go on in the West, because I want the Lakers, I might regret that. 
I mean, I, Denver kind of looks un- and you know, Jokic should have been the MVP. Mm. That was my contention last several mm. weeks because look at how yet. he has wrestled everything in the postseason. I'm like, but y'all not wanting a three peat, y'all not wanting a European, and y'all maybe not wanting to say a center is better than a certain Michael Jordan, you know, which you know my position on that. I won't even go into the racism ideology. I think players who are in the game respect each other like that. Mm-hmm. You know, Twitters, y'all are soft as, you know, Dollar Tree tissue people. I think that's more the racism is because mm. it takes a lot for me to defend Kendrick Perkins, but there's some stuff that I read. They're like, oh, you know, you just don't like him as a white guy. I'm like, is it that though? Because really when you see players doing the analysis, this is one thing I love about basketball players in comparison when they're comparing current guys to past guys instead of the football and baseball guys, they're legitimately comparing it with the greats at that time in that era. So the whole thing was like, is Jokic really better than Shaq? Is he really better than Barkley? Is he really better than all these other centers? Kareem and, um, oh. you know, uh, give me give me more minutes. Uh, Bill Russell. I, I get that logic a little bit because that's how he had to grow to aspire. For the modern era, you say yes. The, the side note on that is we have to stop comparing eras to eras. We have to just acknowledge what the game is, but I don't want to get off track too much. But you have all these inexperienced coaches. Mike Malone over Denver is a very established coach. But he had some nonsense in Sacramento for so long before he was mercifully fired by Vladi over the Divac to go to Denver. Spo has more coaching experience in the regular season, postseason with superstars, with no superstars, with nothing. And I think that's so invaluable compared to what Darvin Ham has to do come crunch time in his first year. Being an assistant coach for the Bucks is fantastic, sure, but you don't have the same players that you did to trust it. You have to learn your, you have to learn how you deal with LeBron. You have to learn how you deal with Davis. You have to learn how you deal with Russell who you got in the middle of the season, right? And the same thing's going to apply to Missoula because I think that's kind of what the week that's a little bit difference of Ime Odoka. And then what I saw of Missoula is like Tatum do something. Jalen Brown doing something. Well, I remember last year Derek White was in our chili. I remember last year Grant Williams was in our chili making some threes. Robert Williams was putting some stuff in. Y'all ain't gonna do it for so so that is my petty to why Peppas is going to be playing in Boston, baby. They're going to be like, what is this music? Is this Celia Cruz? That's going to be what's happening <laughs> when we win out in Boston. I hope we close out Boston, not Miami. Cruz. You know, they'll be like, oh, she's famous, right? She's the one with the hair? That That's literally good. <laughs> is this Santana? I'm sorry. <laughs> is this Santana's new song? Where to get you? Mm. Where to get you? The hardest thing come out of Boston music is House of Pain. I don't even know if they're Irish, right? Um, oh, man. Good. I am so glad we beat the Bruins for that reason alone. We don't have to hear that. Sheesh, man. Pack it up. Every single that and what the other one. The one that sounds like, you know, it's all Celtic. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Okay. Either one. There's two songs. There's two songs. People only knew was famous because y'all saw The Departed directed by. There's two songs that they use for Boston and that's it because that's all they have. Yeah. Yeah, we got Peppas, man. Don't yeah. play with us on that one. We'll we'll die by Peppas. We'll live by Peppas. Yeah, even uh, yeah. was a Seven Nation Army. That's ours. That's that's the heat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah everybody steals Seven Nation Army. I'm like, uh, I actually yeah, but the that heat one. that that that's that's who it really belongs to. Yeah. So on to the other points of petty. There's been a lot of firings in the NBA, <sighs> and a lot of Charles is right about those firings that Ooh, we're building up, and we so, had talked about Budenholzer when that happened. Yeah, yeah. And, I, this is I'm going to structurally attack it each way because there was three position changes. Mike Budenholzer, who the Heat, you know, dropped, got dropped wrongfully. So I think out of all the coaches, he should be he should have been saved. Now I'll, I'll hold that for a second. Yeah. Monty yeah. Williams got fired 
after delivering back-to-back elimination game blowouts. Mm. No motivation. And, and I understand, and we're going to talk about that too, and we're going to understand that Phoenix had you no know, Chris Paul and, De- and DeAndre Aiden. I understand that, but, you know, coaches coach up. Oh, well, you know, let me talk about those two firings before I get to the big one, the ultimate petty. Because how many times, mm. spoiler alert, kids, how many times have I talked about that man that got fired today? I have dedicated segments to him. He is a mathematical equation. Mm. The Zach Levine effect, the Doc Rivers equation of coaching is mm. always talked about by me. But I'm Budenholzer, very good coach, coached badly in this series i would not have fired him because I, of what you have i still think there were personal things that that kind of you know clouded his stuff so, yeah uh, you know. but you know that that's unfortunate they're that insensitive over in milwaukee who yeah. is not known for being you remember he helped you become relevant because you had yeah. what jason kidd yikes and then you had to switch to him yeah, yeah. and they hadn't yeah, been jason relevant kidd. since what ray allen was there they well, had like were, that one were, year were, that was it they were a cup of coffee no yeah. because they had a they went for monte ellis there was like a two-year period. Oh, I mean, yeah, and Michael Red and oh, yeah, geez, yeah we're giving you guys names. players we can remember and forget, but Ooh. that's how like in- integrated we are with certain things in basketball. But I-, I don't agree with it. I think he could take the year off, and I think you'll find him. He he is a perfect plug and play for that veteran kind of team. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, they're not <laughs> there per se um, as they're trying to figure each other out. Because right now the whole wave is just hiring the young guys. I don't think he's going to – like you yeah, could probably players. put him in Toronto if you want to. But uh, I think um, Ujiri Masai has a particular set of the, of a coach that he wants. That's somebody who's going to be there for the rebuild. I was going to say but, skills. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was a taken yeah, reference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Boonhoser is the least intimidating human being, so I can't even like put him in comparison. He had to grow a beard to be intimidating. But there, there is potential for him like next year. Monty Williams, who everybody talks about not being in fair shape. Well, let's take a look at Monty Williams' history. Average in New Orleans. One playoff appearance, if I remember correctly, if I'm not wrong. Had some talent that kind of came in there. Um, left off a little bit. Came back. And then he goes to this Phoenix team developed by, you know, he loved James Jones as a GM, former player turned GM, who basically hit on certain draft picks position around didn't do anything with yeah, them so, hear me out like he made the playoffs twice with with mm. uh the with the new orleans yeah yeah new orleans team that's what we'll call them um you know went on went on to certain sides of it but phoenix in that first year didn't get much they went for chris paul and that's when to win the finals that's why we love milwaukee for helping us out because that's when i was like no i can't have this whole thing just plug and play guys mm. last year they got busted up they got busted up. They got busted up on like Pornhub on Mother's Day with the, the whole subscription just shut down, kids. You know, like that was that bad to get blown up by 30 points against Luka Doncic and just Luka Doncic. There was nobody else of relevance. Sorry, Tim Hardaway Jr. There was no one of relevance on that team. And then this time they had a struggle to go against the Lakers, which I think there's a common rule in the NBA. We hate LeBron. I don't hate LeBron. I fucking love the guy. I think he is better than Jordan. I said it. But for the casual fan base and also I think an ownership, I think literally an ownership, the belief is we hate LeBron and we hate the Lakers. We can't have the second most notorious franchise in the NBA, you know, coming into stuff. And granted, they might be the most, um, you know, I know the Celtics have won the most, I believe, or is it tied now? Now, Celtics and Lakers. Uh, I think the Celtics chance. still have like one more. Well, you know, the Celtics have not like won in 2007. Eight. Yeah. So, you know, even the bubble title. Listen, any other team that won it would claim the bubble title. That's my mentality. We would have done it too. 
Um, that's why I always joke with the reverse of how we deflect it. It's like, we're the best bubble team, but we lost. They won it. They're the best bubble team. Um, but the whole thing is like, there's the whole F LeBron mindset and there's the F Lakers mindset. So you can't deliver. And I understand that Aiden and I understand that, um, or Aiden, and I understand that Paul were injured. Well, you knew Chris Paul was going to be injured anyway. That's a commonality. You put campaign in there. You should see he was making certain adjustments, trying to put guys in, but you lost by 30 points. And it was very split amongst my basketball friends who were like, I wouldn't have fired him. I'm like, I would have, because obviously there's a point where you can't kind of coach the rest of your depth. They kind of like, don't do this. You have to have some kind of, you can't rely on the single one or two man game. And that's what you have noticed for certain coaches where they just rest on the laurels on who they think the stars are. Honestly, I'll tell you this. Mm -hmm. This is like, we haven't got to Doc. Okay, uh, I will coming. say that I said this one thing about Doc Rivers that I think is probably the only positive that you could say. When he doesn't have stars on his team, he can actually coach up some guys. But he, but he he can give you some spurts with some surprises. It was that, the final like Clippers team that he had, mm-hmm. and his time in Orlando. Really, that's really the only point. But but you give him some stars and stuff like that, and he, I don't know, man, just becomes so reliant. Yeah, he, he becomes but, way too reliant on it. He 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 can't coach up but, the rest of the depth, and he, and you could say even like the like the Celtics teams. I mean, they for the they, most they part kept those teams together. Scenes, man. Yeah. They kept those teams together. It wasn't like oh, you know, guys were lopping off. No, it was still uh, you know Garnett, Allen, and and, um, and Pierce, and then you still had you know Rajon. You had Glenn, Big Baby Davis still, that, uh, and that's why Kirk. I disagree with you about your statement because the man has gone so long without having just general players. I think he just hit the reset button in his career. But at, at this point, I don't know. He should just retire. Just well, end it. I mean, but he, he's, and we're not there yet. Sorry. Yeah, I, I, I jumped ahead. No, you're, you're, you're fine to go on to it. Um, he's the quicker fixer up or bounty kind of coach, <laughs> but then we're going to get into Monty is like, I get it. And the problem is, is like it, you left it to everything to be, you you were hamstrung by I will the... say yeah go ahead I will say like get like looking at Monty's career as a coach you know New Orleans that's not a really fun situation especially like at that. that time when they yeah. were going cheap yeah and they were kind of like in limbo as to like ownership and stuff like that Chris Paul got hurt yeah and then that changed a lot I think if memory serves me correctly well no he was there before no he was after the Chris Paul fallout you know after no I think LA. was he yeah hold on. No, wait, 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 because I think he went one. Unless he had, like, the one season. It was 2010-2011. 2010-2011. So that might have been the one season he had Chris Paul with him. But either way, uh, then he, you know, was then, you know, they had Anthony Davis after that. No, because I think they played together because that's what Monty came to Phoenix. And they're like, yeah. Either way. As you state your opinion, I'm going to Either this. way. Look, there was a Chris Paul here, 2005-2011. Okay. All right. So uh, either way. I think he is is he's getting there as a coach at this point. Like he's seen kind of both ends of this, and what you can do with with uh, with one guy and things like that. Okay, then and then now with Phoenix, when you can have like two or three guys, I, I, he'll get a chance. He'll get a shot someplace else yeah. for sure. But a- he, NBA he, is big on recidivism. I, I think yeah. Well, and I think he'll I think he'll improve as a coach because he improved with Phoenix. You can't say that you didn't improve as a coach, um, yeah. given the circumstances, everything like that. Just that, hey, he just didn't work. He couldn't get anything more. He couldn't. Uh, he blew it in the finals last year with all mm-hmm. those guys, and it just they, they had a two-all lead. I mean, 
they had a two all lead. What else can you do? Yeah. And, and the bigger issue is remember they have new ownership. So Ishiba, that is true as well. you know, he, he wasn't his hire. That's true. It wasn't yeah. his guy. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. And then now it's time though, because out of all the things, even though I joke that Thibodeau is always going to get fired because <laughs> it's just Miami heat strike like that. Doc Rivers is gone as announced today as his mm. team lost a seven game series after leading like three, one. This isn't really just a Doc Rivers thing. This should be like a whole Sixers thing. This is well, you know, the petty be coming because I still mm. feel Brett Brown was the sacrificial lamb to everything. Not that I'm a big, because why this? I'm gonna bring my hate to twofold: Sixers and Doc, right? And I don't hate yeah. Doc. But I'm bringing I'm bringing the uh, Sixers seat. When it comes to Sixers, I think the process is the most egregious thing that you could have done to a fan base because you were purposely tanking. And you went long, ten long, long, long yeah, ten long years process. We mm. had Michael Carter Williams that didn't amount to anything. That you had the drafting. other, yeah. yeah, terrible drafting. We had the other point guard who is now over in Orlando who had like a busted up shoulder or something like that. His name will come back to me. Where you oh, had like Markel Fultz, yeah, Markel Fultz. We have Frank Corpmanis who wasn't doing anything. All these people, yeah, Ben Simmons who I told you guys don't give him the extension, man. I think mm. he had the you know the uh, best uh, ability to be like a good six man with the way he kind of facilitates but he wasn't sorry he reminded me a lot of uh you know the doctor andre uh whatever his name is because you know we talked about him before but it's been a minute and i don't plan my segments like i used to um who was famous when he was over in the denver nuggets uh, andre starts with an m this is his last name it's gonna Wait. come back to me the doctor the doctor i'm not what are you talking about a player yeah like a player with the well, Sixers? No, 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 with the uh, Nuggets. With the Nuggets? Yeah, it's going to come back to me. Andre Golala. Andre Miller. All right. Whew. Okay. I knew I didn't go crazy. I didn't go crazy with Andre Miller. You know, there's a guy who didn't have, like, much of a jump shot, but he was able to kind of... Oh, like, yeah. Ooh, that's I remember to forget. Hold on, crap. Yeah, I, I liked Andre watching Miller, him, though. Yeah, he, 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 it, it's weird. I have... Oh, yeah. yeah. I have knowledge of basketball that doesn't escape me, and it's creepy sometimes. He's the only you player know. with 16,000 career points, 8,000 assists, 1,500 steals without making an all-star game. Well, yeah. then. All right. Yeah. yeah. Like, so he has some fundamentals to him that kind of came in. So, anywho, um, but the whole thing was trust in this process that didn't work, that it gets you anything. You get to the, what, Eastern Conference final one time. You fire Brett Brown for being the scapegoat. You hire Doc Rivers. And, you know, and the whole thing is like, y'all did all that? It felt like Thanos in Infinity War when everybody was ganging up on him. And he says, all that for a drop of blood? That's how I felt about the Sixers. And I'm still not over that because until you show me that the process was worth it, mm. because you got to remember something. The salary cap is pretty affordable for teams in the NBA. Now it's getting kind of ridiculous, but you know it's still not on the NFL level when you're looking at what they're doing. And it's not as if that, unless your name is Michael Jordan, almost majority of those team owners are billionaires or conglomerates that own multiple things. So my pity well is awfully dry if you're saying we're trying to prevent expenditures and you know bleeding out cash. No. That's not how it works. You guys have a lot of money. That's why I don't blame Matty Sheba for like being out. But whatever Philly, I think the Philly, it's a conglomerate. It's not one single owner. Mm. They were just impatient. And they had Daryl Morey, who you guys should have known was a problem because he was the one who orchestrated the whole Houston Rockets, James Harden, you know, consistent franchise that didn't amount to anything that went through Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook and yeah. point guard, you know, C through Z 
to kind of find that dynamic. I think it's the same, you know, guy who said, Hey, let's give Jeremy Lin a whole bunch of cash. I'm Jeremy Lin. I'm not saying no to that money. You know what I mean? But it was just one of those things where none of it really worked out, man. So poo poo on you, but let's go to the Doc Rivers math equation. What did I say about Doc Rivers when he was hired three years ago? Because the guy was immediately hired. I'm like, Doc is perfect to put a elevation team that's in the season when you're kind of like, we're, we have these good players but we, we were kind of fluttering in the water. We're floating and we're about to sink. So let's get in there because he is a great mind, but there's only so much you can do holding on to a single championship, one itty bitty championship, you know, in the NBA, the best coaches are the ones who have won multiple rings. Pat Riley, Phil Jackson, Eric Spolstra, Greg Popovich, Steve Kerr. Here's the funny part, kids. I mentioned two names, Steve Kerr and Eric Spolstra. In the last decade, those guys have won multiple titles just in this decade, right? Going into or at least appeared in those finals because what, 2012 is when the heat started? You got to remember. I, I, I keep forgetting we're in 2023 now, so I'm like deducing the age. Kerr's won four. Spoh's gotten two. Everybody else might get that one year, but you have no repeat winners. So the bar is set very effing high, man. Very effing high, in my opinion, of what fantastic Rushmore modern day and past era coaches ought to be. Budenholzer, Budenholzer's going to be more, forgive me if I can say this, he's going to be known more for winning as a one seed to the Hawks, getting there and getting swept as he's gone finals <laughs> instead of him winning in Milwaukee. Hear me out, because that's how petty we are as a fan base, Right. We remember who loses and we remember. Oh, I'm also sorry. I think Popovich had. They didn't pull off the doubles. They pulled off appearing two finals and then they're out. But mm. yeah, I had, I had to do the math in my head of how it all works out because, you know, some parts miss out. Nick Nurse doesn't count. Nick Nurse is going to be the guy. Well, how's Toronto going to be remembered? Oh, yeah. They had to get quiet and I was at poof out. Yeah. Air, which could be arguable. These are factual proofs. But you're going to see Spolster got most of them. They're going to say, oh, that was the big three era. Uh, yeah. But here's the other thing to get the Spolster support. He also appeared in the 2020. So that just buffers in. Multiple finals appearance actually matter. You might not win multiple rings, but on the pantheon of the list. But how, yeah, how many of those multiple, guys went back? Multiple appearances help out. Yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, Phil Jackson's anomaly because I don't think he's ever lost the finals when he went to the Bulls level. But mm -hmm. even him couldn't win every single one with the Lakers. But he's had, what, nine or 10 finals appearances in totality? Yeah. 11, maybe? So it, it's still there. Spo you know, has had three Popovich is at like six, seven, you know, maybe. Yeah. Like, yes. I, they, I, I gotta they really, to well, they only lost to the heat was, I feel like I want to give love to Rick Carlisle, but he's not doing good in Indiana. I can only give so much to Dallas. Mm. So this whole thing, and you know, you're, I know what you're saying, but Charles, by that logic, it should be doc rivers, right? You should have doc rivers, right? Because he won in Oh seven and they went Oh nine. No, because you'd never amount that man has had more hall of famers on every team in section he has gone to mm. to only come across with one win and one nba final appearance with just that one particular team and here's the thing i'm gonna say right now doc rivers is not gonna be remembered as the coach who won in boston he's gonna be the coach who dealt in la with all this Donald Sterling nonsense mm. that came in, he can only elevate you to a certain degree to make you look fancy. In he's a po he's a preseason love, but when it comes to playoffs, mathematically he doesn't compute. 
And you look at what happened. You had Embiid brick everything. You had Harden brick everything. And you had like Doc be like, the he you know, the, he always is the famous for the meme of like laughing, like what the hell just happened? But that was the station. Tyrese Maxey couldn't get you anything. You know, all the other guys in there couldn't get you anything. And yes, you always, it's unfair that the GMs never get the blame. And it's always the coaches that are scapegoats. But you know what you're getting yourself signed up for. Because remember, the GM's role is not to produce winning teams because you don't coach. The whole thing is to produce winning teams with reasonable expectations, spend money to justify the spending of these people by whom you hire and everything like that. Because if not, we'll just kind of put everything in the dirt and you'll have a hodgepodge of competency like the Minnesota Timberwolves who have like one star player, bad money spent out and get to a play. And uh, the Wolves are a whole different thing. Yeah, You can be like the Orlando Magic, which, you know, they don't want to spend money at all because they're like, oh, you know, we had Shaq and we had Dwight. They praise themselves on having hmm. one single No, we got Bacero. He's going to be here forever. But that, is that not the Magic's MO? Yeah. Is that not the Magic's MO? Every damn time, man. Like they don't. Sorry if Andrew calls himself yeah. a self-proclaimed magic. Yeah, Terrell will be will be in Lakers uniform in five yeah, years. years. Y'all only care about one singular person. You don't hire the right people. It doesn't go from there. You could be like Michael. How's that gonna work for that baseball team? That, uh, oh man, Andrew. Sorry. How's that gonna work for that baseball team that they're trying to make as an expansion uh, franchise? Well, well, it goes back to my whole thing. And it's, and it's the same guy right? who 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 made who was uh, one of the original owners of the Magic. How are you gonna do that? Like. I, I couldn't tell you, but Doc couldn't get it done. Anyways. And I could have told you that. Mm. I looked at everything. I never looked at it further. You know, you can evaluate depth all you have, but I don't want to hear the excuses when I literally had a Heat team that has one legitimate star, superstar, megastar, supernova star, and then is down Tyler Hero and Victor Oladipo. And you're putting with dudes that you guys, you, you never had to endure watching Max Struss. Or shoot up that three, man. And go like three for 15. But you're like, ah, but it's what we got. Or Gabe Vincent. You don't have guys who probably would just be on the back nine of the rotation. But we did because it all goes back to great coaching, of coaching people up. I think Mike Malone is one of those coaches. I Look, if if it, if I don't get my bubble rematch, give it a Jokic because wouldn't that be the best middle finger <laughs> that y'all went so hard on Embiid? And the year that I'm like, it's not Embiid, right? It's, it's Jokic. And then they go from there. But Doc is what Doc was, a great preseason ranking. Maybe you get to the um, the second. But what I told what I told my paralegal, I think I sent you guys a screenshot, but it's so true. Mm. You know, Doc Rivers, the winning pass the second round is Charles, you know, with, uh, with a Latino with good hair. Weak. <laughs> Weak. <laughs> Weak. <laughs> Just shut down, man. And there's – because you look – it goes back to the statement. This man has had Hall of Fame talent on every level. Or if you're not Hall of Fame talent, guys who are the best at the position for some time. In Boston, we already mentioned Big Three plus Rondo. In in the Clipper land, my Christ, man, Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, and then um, DeAndre Jordan. You know, Lob City, and they had other guys. I, th- I think they had Eric Gordon, they had Jamal Crawford. They had all these dudes that were just so established. And then you get to Philly, and you get Benson's not Hall of Fame talent, but what is told to be max play guys. And then you're getting, you know, um, Joel Embiid, which – Y'all called him the process. Embiid just won an MVP. If he continues his career on the next seven years in this capacity, he will be Hall of Fame. You had dudes coming over, want to sign you. You got P.J. Tucker. You got James Harden, who will go to the Hall of Fame. Say what you will about Tobias Harris and that he's overpaid, but damn it, I would say Tobias Harris on my roster right now is a body, right? All these guys, and you still can't make nothing out of anything, and they lost to Boston when it was clear. Like, that game... 
where Tatum went one for 13 the first three quarters mm. and you couldn't capitalize that and you still lost. It was ugly. Mm. I was like, this is the Celtics guy. Jalen Brown deserves a lot of money. But I'm looking at Jason, I'm like, light's too bright? Light's too bright? And I know he ended up scoring back 13 of those pages, but I, I 13 of those points. But I'm not going to be like, hey, man, you know, that's what winners do. Winners don't take shots like that. Postseason basketball is about educating your uneducated players of when to take smart shots, of when not to tall, turn the ball over, of when not to foul. There's one coach right now in the NBA because Petty Train's coming to an end. One tra- one coach right now mm-hmm. that doesn't, that's Eric Spolstra. It was never Doc Rivers. In the pantheon of greatness, Eric Spolstra tops Doc Rivers. And you hate it. You hate it. Why? Because you realize I'm right. You hate it because mm-hmm. – Spo had the stuff that you guys hated, but Doc was the originator, the progenitor of the big three, but we did it better. better. Doc went to other teams that, yeah, 76ers had a Jimmy Butler, not under Doc's training, but you had a Jimmy Butler. You didn't know how to use him. And we took one star, we made it better. And that's going to be Philly's problem because they can't afford certain guys. You want to pay James Harden if he opts out four years, 202 million? There's one coach, almost two, because I'll give Jamal Murray some, some relevance in there but we'll call it two coaches and leave it at that right now there's two coaches right now in this postseason that could take one legitimate superstar and run the train with everybody else spo and malone couldn't be doc doc could not have here's the thing too francisco i think maury knows he has to blow it up i know i think he knows he has to say no to harden i think he has to figure out once he wants to do with maxi but he's gonna say i need a coach who can have a one singular guy to lead not that requires everybody to lift him up and he keeps them afloat because that is the Doc Rivers effect. The math equation is Doc equals coach plus not one, not two, but three players equals success. Plain and simple. And he'll be good in two years when he wants to come back because he should take that TV deal to go work for a team that has the mild potential that couldn't succeed or – I'm saying it now. The first instinct, I sent it to you guys and I sent it to my other friends is he's either that or he's going to Phoenix. He's either that or he's going to Phoenix. Huh. Oh, boy. Phoenix, because Chris he's Paul either that or he's going to Phoenix. Right? Well, Chris Paul, kind of irrelevant right now. They're also in the I know, like, but still. But you have to think on it because you know KD would love that. KD's like, this is a proven guy. KD, you know, his issue with Brooklyn was that Steve Nash didn't know what he was doing. And you know what? I believe KD. I believe Katie on that because we know Nash had no experience, mm. you know. And then when it comes to Booker, Booker's gonna be like, "Oh man, this guy has overseen NBA MVP level guys. I got the supermax contract. He's consistent. Let's do it." They're gonna trade Aiden away because you know Doc's gonna be like, "Ah, I don't need you because if I'm gonna have you as a center and go all stuff because they need assets." But it, it, Phoenix would be the team because you literally just fired a coach who has given you level consistent. Because listen, everybody, listen to me. It's not as if going. It's not like Monty went from NBA Finals to not being in the postseason for two years in a row. He went to second round each time. That's okay when you talk mm-hmm. about stepping down a little bit, right? Yeah. But we're so quick to pull the trigger. But they're gonna look at Doc and like, you know what? <laughs> Who the fuck wants to put in a thirty-four-year-old, oh, you know, James Harden who's thinking about the strip club and chicken wings? Like, come over here. You can do this. It, that's the only instinct I can think of with it, because the, all these coaches that got fired. Including Nick Nurse, who we didn't mention because he's in the po- he was in the postseason. They're doing a carousel, man, of like who is the best fit. And I'm really interested in Milwaukee. I'm I'm super interested in Milwaukee what they're going to do because either because the one thing you have to say about Budenholzer is it is not coincidence 
because there's only so much of a player having his game as coach actually developing. You have to give coaches credence when they actually develop superstars. Because remember who had Giannis first, who had both Giannis and Chris Milton, Jason Kidd, mm-hmm. and they were not that good of a team. And then and in the maturation, Budenholzer helped those flowers bud a little bit and bloom and helped develop Giannis to be Giannis and Milton to be Milton. Nick Nurse is kind of maybe the guy with Siakam and OG Anobi, how he did. Yeah. Doc ain't the guy, though. Doc never really had guys that he had. A... Rondo is debatable. Rondo is debatable that he helped craft it because, you know, Doc was a point guard and everything like that. But Rondo was just, you knew where that ceiling was in the offensive scoring, but everything else he just did. So well, I loved watching Rondo back in the day. I'm not even going to lie. Um, he was the last grit and grinder of a point guard that couldn't shoot. And then comes like Ben Simmons and they tell me he's the dude. <laughs> um, but man, it, 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 you know what I love about the petty train? And this is how I'll conclude my <laughs> Ben Simmons was right. Was uh, sipping on a petty wine. Yeah. But <laughs> this is, this is how I, I will conclude the petty train. The reason why I love the petty train is because it, at the end of the day, I'm right. And I've been right. And you've been right. You're right about mm. Canada. I was right about doc. Mm. And I'm also right about heat. You know, go heat, pep us. The yeah. very long petty trade edition. Oh, of, yeah. NHL, NBA, very rare, very rare. And we might hop back on here, you know, hopefully by next week. You never know. But but for I mean, yeah, we're just enjoying the ride right now. That's all we're doing. All right, Charles. Well, uh, we're at an hour and 19 I just want to do a word from Ron sponsors and yeah. we just head into the cage after that. Yeah, that's fine. I, I mean, baseball is baseball. It's there. Whatever. Yeah. But, um, all right. Word from Ron sponsors, people, places, things, concepts, what have you, that we've been enjoying over the last week. It's the Legends of Twi- Tears of Kingdom for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you, I usually, even if I'm in the middle of playing a game, I'll, I just know. And Charles, you know as well. You know yeah. eventually you'll be doing this for yourself as well. Mm-hmm. But... This game, uh, it reminds me once more because I had that dilemma last month where I just didn't want to play video games. Yep. And it, I just had the spirit sucked out of me. And you know, games, there were some games that helped me repair it back Pokemon Stadium, you know, some little Super Nintendo Sega Genesis games, the, the Beyond Blue game on PC. Like, it, and, but oh man, it's back, Charles. The fervor is back. The the oh just just five more minutes is back Charles, I'm showing off my stream that I've been doing uh, of the game right now. It, it, it's like putting on a glove as well, like with Breath of the Wild. Like suddenly, uh, oh yeah, okay, all the mechanics are back. The controls are great, grids are solid, things are like that. It, it is, it is beautiful. Just the intuitiveness, the way they set up the tutorial. Like the first part of the you know the game is a tutorial, of course. Right to get you to know his new his new uh, his new powers with his with his his phantom pain arm, right? The ultra hand, and that the ultra hand. Another Nintendo reference, by the way. Um, it's just amazing. Like these are all the ideas they they couldn't put in Breath of the Wild. This is like Super Mario Galaxy Two. This is the Super Mario Galaxy Two of Zelda right now. It's everything that we liked about the first Breath of the Wild, but now it's just better. They just compounding it one after another ideas, the fuse powers. I'm having fun with these, Charles. I'm having absolute fun just crafting weapons. And they kind of give you a a story reason as to why, like, all these weapons are 
are, are all crap and everything to start this game, uh, including the, the Master Sword. Like, it's... Um, uh, I, I I haven't started... I've been pushing the story along a little bit last last one just because I need to get certain things. Um, I'm already at the Grudel Desert, by the way. Really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I kind of did the same thing I did with Breath of the Wild. I'm I'm just trying to get the towers, uh, get to all the towers so I can survey all the land and kind of plot what I want to do from there. Um, I'm take I'm doing the shrines. I'm getting a bunch of hearts. That's what I'm, that's my focus right now. Before I want to get like ten hearts before I start focusing on stamina mm-hmm. uh, because of the like the ultra hand and everything like that traversing the area you can kind of you find a lot of clever ways to do it and i've and i was afraid before we started this charles i mentioned it that you know man i'm seeing like all these crazy things people did in breath of the wild to kind of move around the world and everything like that and like i saw the ultra hand i saw the preview with aonuma doing his thing i'm like am i smart enough Right. to think of some of these things. I can barely say my own name and God forbid anything that's not Smith, Jones, or Wilson, and then I see that. But I've been... I love the Ultra Hand. Yep. In fact, the Ultra Hand doesn't need you to be as smart. If The Ultra Hand allows me to be dumb, Charles. Yep. <laughs> Lazy and dumb, and it's great. I, I'm looking at these mountains. I'm look, I, I, I was um, uh, I was confronted with like uh, one of the towers. Mm-hmm. That I, I'm like, okay, I gotta get to that tower. But it was, of course, it was a fort for like all the bad guys, the monsters. So I'm like, well, I could just chop down all these trees and just kind of lean them all, fuse them all together, lean them over, like across the the um, the, the spiked uh, barriers and everything like that, and get behind everybody and just kind of sneak into the tower without anybody noticing me and that's what i did so the game does like the the ultra hand is beautiful because it allows me to be dumb i don't have to think of a clever way to take out enemies and things like that i can just kind of go around them and don't have to really engage with them but i do like the fuse ability with the weapons i've been using arrows like crazy oh my god so uh, good you got the you got fire arrows, you got bomb arrows, you got electric arrows, you got ice arrows. This is this is Ocarina of Time all over again with this and, and and Majora's Mask. It is beautiful. I love that. Um and the sense of exploration as well is is there again. Um I had a bit of a preview of it when I played Sable, because it was kind of pretty much the, the same kind of um concept as Breath of the Wild. Just hey, just explore the open world and you see a thing, it's like, oh, let me head on over there. And I had that moment, Charles. I was streaming Sunday. I had, I had come back home from Mother's Day. And I, I came back. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to stream a little bit, play some Breath of the Wild or, or Tears of the Kingdom, or regardless, Zelda. Uh, and, and let's. I'll, I got home like around 10 30 ish. I got set up. I'm like, oh, I'll play. I'll play for like a couple hours. I'll play till 1 o'clock, right? Like okay, everybody, uh, it, it, you know, thanks for watching. Uh, if you watch this, uh, brother, you know, Tears of the Kingdom, it's great. And it's like, and then I, I look over, I'm like, oh, there's a shrine like five feet away from me. Yeah, it could hurt just to do this a little bit. It's like okay, I got, I got through the shrine. I'm like okay, well, I have four of these, these, uh, these orbs. I might as well go to the goddess statue and get, and it just, it's just get an extra heart, you know. And it's like, okay, well, now that I have this heart, there's a tower right there. I have a horse. 
I can just gotta get over there real quick. Forty-five minutes pass again, Charles. It's one forty-five, and I'm like, I have to work tomorrow. So this is the end. Like that's that's this game already. Um, I I do have to knock it a little bit because man, the the switch is showing its age. Yeah, the tech the tech issues. Um, there's I've seen some frame rate drops. Um, and the, the textures and everything like that. Uh, if I had to guess at some, like whatever the next, whenever the next switch comes out, which I would hope it's next year. Um, this is a good one to, you know, give, give the, the last of us treatment to do a complete remake, um, with, you know, better graphics, do the you know, Metroid prime remaster. Just, this game deserves a remaster. Heck, even do do a double pack of breath of the wild and charge 70 bucks for it. <laughs> <laughs> you know like this is one of those games that but man that would require a lot i would say they, they but they would probably do them separate and charge 70 bucks for each one of them and we would, I'm, yeah. i can see breath of the wild being released like within the first year remastered in 4k i can see that happening um and they're gonna give us super mario galaxy 2 remastered <laughs> In 4K, <laughs> that's what Nintendo's is going to sell us the same old games again. I've been I've been good on it, Charles, holding off a bit, but some more Galaxy Two in 4K with upgraded visuals and stuff. I, 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 I would be a resist, yeah. So, but yeah. Breath of uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Who promo code Zonai? Yep. How many hours do you think you got? I I didn't check but you know how on the switch you can sort your game by yeah. play, your, your your games by playtime it's already yeah. like surpassed um like all my playtime on like the game boy advance and the game boy and like i'm, I'm catching up to stuff already uh, see so. i know i know i have like nine already and i've literally you know screwed around yeah because i'm about to go get the paraglider from um I, I did the screwing around when i was at my my folks place mm-hmm. um and then but now my mission is get to all the towers um, and, and find a way. Uh, and the beauty of this game as well is that you play your way. You play your way. And even if you, it doesn't seem like you're ready to to take on a thing, you, you can find a way to get around it and kind of just force your way to make the to, to make it happen. That's the beauty of this as well. You don't have to – you can – you can try and go and oh let me just get some power ups, get some better weapons and things like that. No, you can just be like, you know what? I don't have any clothes of warmth whatsoever, but I'm gonna climb the mountain anyways and just eat a bunch of spicy food and I'll make it through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there we go. That's it. I, I will say that um I alternate. I, even though you can make cool equipment like you know ships and everything, oh, ships and all that stuff, mm-hmm. I enjoy still riding my horse. Oh no, the horse is great. I think it's much more, you know, it, it's much sensible. more to liking. It, it makes sense. It's good. I just have the harness on them twenty four seven. It's I want to like build carriages and stuff. Nice, um, but so enjoyable. So mine is kind of flash from past. It's something to do with what I mentioned today. So I have not had really fast food a lot since November. Five times, you know, have led into it because it's not so much that I don't enjoy fast food. Trust me, kids. I don't mm. plan on making it past sixty for numerous reasons. <laughs> You know, whether it be because I like my alcohol, I like my caffeine, I like my pre-workouts, I like my video games, and I do like good food. I kind of just stopped doing it, not for health reasons, I'm relative, I'm actually probably healthier now than I was three, four, five years ago. Mm. Um, not even that. You already got it up, you son of a gun. Um, <laughs> but 
you know, it was more or less that the cost of fast you asked food, me. <laughs> you, you you already know. You already know the cost of fast food with this inflation has just been not justifiable to me to not be like, why am I paying fourteen dollars, fifteen dollars, something where I could just go to Five Guys, right? Just go get an inside meal at a restaurant, and take it home. But I had a hankering. I had a hankering. I've been kind of you kind of messed with me a little bit because when you mentioned uh, Friday, you're like, I want a frosty. I think you were implied from Wendy's, right? Yeah, so it, was, like, it was Friday. I treated and, myself. I got the strawberry and, one, by the way. Oh, so good. And I'm like, man, I haven't had fast food. And here's the thing. When it comes to fast food, it really got went, dwindled down to two of them. Wendy's and Taco Bell. We love Taco Bell. Yeah. You know, but I haven't had Wendy's since like November. Unless you count like Wendy's breakfast, like one time where I had to go get blood donated. So I had a fast. So mm. it's whatever. But, you know, I'm, I'm not counting it to the degree. But I'm like, you know, and the thing I've always loved about Wendy's is the fact of how they have variety. Because I go to Burger King, I know what I want. You know what I mean? I don't eat at McDonald's like that whatsoever. If it is, it's because I'm coming home and it's one in the morning. I'm starving and I get two McChickens and small fry. Um, Checkers, we don't touch. Checkers really needs to. We're going to buy it. You and I have already talked about this. I mean, we have to convince Andrew, you know, um, to do it as well. But we're going to buy a franchise and we're going to make it the legitimate Checkers. You know, and we're mm. going to change the franchise. So we're going to say Checkmate. It's going to be great. And there's some other stuff that we don't do. But I was like, Checkers are the variety. So I, I drove up there. I was like, I need a burger from there. I need like a double baconator and stuff like that i'm gonna be a disgusting me because i skipped lunch today i had a protein cookie and a yogurt that's what was my lunch because i had one o'clock court and man remember i think i texted you when i had the both of you when i had a like the fats chicken before 1 p.m court a couple weeks ago it was, it was bad you know um uh, my, my butthole was singing dance the sugar plum fairies if you guys know from this <laughs> from the nutcracker so that's why i'm trying to be pragmatic sometimes you're hungry sometimes you have to suffer it um it, it goes from there uh but i got to wendy's mm. and you know they make great chicken sandwiches and they make very adequate that's burgers itself. Yeah, yeah, well, the, the burgers are good, but you have to know which one that's for you. There's some burgers that are not for me, right? Plain and simple. A lot of their chicken sandwiches are for me. I'm just saying that right now. But they have now the Ghost Ranch chicken sandwich, which has ghost pepper sauce with like mm. crumbled ton- onion weeds. And I got the combo. I got that with the fries and a nice you know bottles or a nice cup of Sprite and. I should have gone with the ghost pepper fries because, you know, Wendy's fries is, is inferior. And, you know, the thing is like, that was the stuff that I was eating when I, so imagine not having Wendy's for almost six months. Yeah. And the first thing I buy is the fries. I'm like, ah, this is kind of shit. I don't have ketchup with me right now. I held off on it. And then when I got to the house, I sprayed some ketchup and a little bit of a hot sauce rub. So the fries are there. But that chicken sandwich. I'm showing off uh, the sandwich here with uh, the reporter of the yeah. week, who of yeah. course he does all the reviews of the fast food. I, I and, give uh, it a nice, it's a solid, sizable looking sandwich. It is a sizable looking sandwich. It's a nice hunk of meat, and I give it a seven and a half mm. because it's always hard to give something an eight. Well, the last thing that we gave it an eight was something that you and I agreed upon, and I don't remember what it was. Um, I think it was actually from Wendy's. We'll have to look into the archives. But it was it was nice. It was tasty. It was hearty. Part of the problem. Part of we have to do a chicken sandwich tier list. That's what we had to do. That's yeah. Right. We that was one really of the plans. Did. Yeah. We should do that next yeah, week yeah. if there's nothing like sports like with the. I mean, the if we're talking about retire stuff, it's always gonna be checkers double uh, Frank's uh, chicken yeah. sandwich. Yeah. F- you hear me talk about it all the time. <laughs> it's ridiculous. You always have a favorite thing. Like you have okay, a so it's uh, okay. The ghost pepper ranch. How yep. was that? So by the ghost pepper ranch is not evenly distributed. I'm saying that right now. Yeah, I'm so looking at it, his bites, sandwich right now. It's like, mm. I think they should have put it under the cheese. But you take a couple bites of it, depending where you buy. My like, guy, right, you have the hearty, chunky piece of chicken. 
and, and it's nice. And then you got the tumbleweed on your rings. I'm like, this is good. And then you get to the ghost ranch, or, and you're like, oh, this is nice and hot and flavorful, but tasty, but not burning my mouth. But then you get nearer where it's all creamy, who all the ghost ranches. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I am just downing my sprite. <laughs> I will appreciate okay. a fast food for making me have to almost like minorly tap out near the end. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I, I would have spread it out more. Because uh, um, I remember the um, the hot honey chicken sandwich from a few months yes, back. That, that's the one that we were talking about. That was it. About. Yeah. The, the hot honey chicken sandwich. And I told you like, you know, it gives you a little bit of a kick, but it wasn't like, yeah. oh, you know, I got to drink some milk. <laughs> you yeah, know, but, but we loved it for the flavor. Yeah, it was good. Because Wendy's just gets me. So the, the Wendy's also has very good buns. Just saying that oh, yeah. right now. Because no, I'm looking at his hands. Like, it, it's not frozen. I like the, the shininess and all the stuff. It's, you know, yeah. yeah. It's, good. It, it's a good, good texture. Kind of, it, it's a hearty chicken. It, the cheese is always good. The cheese are always actually is good. Holy, like, Wendy's actually has excellent cheese for a, a burger or for any kind of sandwich condiment, you know, condiment makings. Um, but it was a nice little kick at the end. And as he mentioned on there, it's only like nine bucks. So I'm like, literally, like, that's justifiable. You know, my entire meal was like eleven bucks. I wanted that sprite, man, because I want to sprite the house. Um, but big fan. I liked it. Maybe I, I can't get it again because obviously I'm going to go off the kilter for fast food. But I had the hankering for it. I mm. knew I needed it. I knew I wanted. It. I I passed up lasagna now tomorrow because I had the craving for it today. I, I will say this: if you did have to, and you, well, you did it today, but like to break your your fast food thing, it might as well be for something that's limited. You yeah. know? Yeah. And, thank and, you. And, yeah. And that was the thing. There's only one place I know that does limited well because I love Taco Bell, but the problem is with them is when they do limited and I have it, it's gimmicky. It's yeah, same gimmicky thing with KFC. Yeah, but we love the kernel up in this ish. I know. know I know. So. But, you know, so yeah, this Ghost Ranch thing was, um, I loved it. It was good. Seven and a half, which, listen, in fast food, if you give anything an eight or higher, we need to have a conversation. We need to talk to you. We you need to sit you down, but like, can we check your arteries itself? Because if anything is an eight, that's cheap and convenient. Mm. I'm gonna get that shit every day, right? Yeah. You, all right. I saw him put the finger up. He he's getting to the point where I'm talking about where the first couple bites are good, and then you get the creaminess. So yeah, no, it gets kind of hot. Yeah. But you know, I don't know if there's ever an eight that we should give for fast food. So the seven and a half is my personal like philosophy. Like that's where we know it's peak. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Is it the best thing when he says giving me? I don't know. Am I a big fan? He yeah, he is all up in that chili right yeah. now. For those who are. For listening he is this guy is just reviewing and bite into it. i like that he's, he's wearing a suit for this he's the report of the week man he's he's yeah. you know famous from from bodybuilding.com like yeah man yeah um, but uh big, big fan uh promo code red tempest mm. red tempest that that red tempest that she was that is wendy's have me breaking my own rules um i hope he liked it you know that's the thing there's nothing worse when you have something and you like it and how quick we are as human beings i mean he's, he's at the halfway point so i, I can't I, I, you know, I'll have caption. to follow up myself. Yeah. But regardless, uh, I'm trying to see the comments that they even mentioned it. Uh, this man is the Walter Crock. <laughs> 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 review, cool. bra- review bra is so experienced in reviewing chicken sandwiches that he can detect the capsaicin power level of a sandwich like a Saiyan. Jesus Christ. I mean, listen, but it was just, I'll, I'll watch it myself after the show, but it was that good. I liked it. Thank you, Wendy's, for making me break my fast and be worth it because there's nothing worse than nine bucks. Know, Dear Lord. I'm just saying, man, like for a hearty okay. chunk of chicken. Okay. You know, yeah. Sure. As long as it's hearty. Yeah. Yeah. Nine bucks. I can, I can stomach that. Um, okay. The I, I do before because I might want to give this a shot, sure, but give it a shot. onions are kind of like my my kryptonite 
but it's um, not it's not onions onions though you know it, there's there's nothing to do with onions like there's no onions it's just you know it's just a dried up onions drinks I, I know it doesn't but... even have onions in there okay well i'll see i'll see all righty then okay all right well then uh i guess that's it for that and baseball's happening i don't mean whatever um we'll, we'll talk about the later the marlins won by the way one on walk off today that's that's nice I don't, I, I don't know what the yanks are doing oh they're up they're still up to five to three right now um there you go. and the mets are losing that's always and, and- great and the Lakers are losing sixty to forty-seven. Oh, well, uh, sixty forty-seven is not a big lead uh, anymore in the NBA. Um, yeah. And uh, all right, well, I think that should be enough, Charles. Let's take it to the cage. It's it's what it's we're at one thirty-eight. It's nine forty-three. We started yeah. late. Let's go. Yeah, it will be a short cage though because I, I lied as always. So welcome everybody. Your weekly hmm. trueplex to cage with Charles. Oh, come on, man. Don't tell me I lost it. All right, hold on, Charles. Let me let me call you back. I'm I'm uh hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Uh, I I smack my microphone just a little bit and it loses everything. So I'm gonna have to get him back on. Don't worry, don't worry. We'll be back, guys. This is sports cues. This is what always happens on a live show. We always find a way to screw it up. Don't worry. Be happy. Uh, let's ring that guy back in now. Hopefully he's still on. He hasn't popped off yet. I think he might have. All right. I'm all right. Yeah, I, I smacked my microphone. It lost all connection. So go ahead. Do the welcome you everybody to your weekly True Place, the cage with Charles. Ah, shit. <laughs> it closed the again. Weekly the cage with Charles. There we go. All right. Froze again? Yes? Uh, no? Maybe? We're back. We're back. Okay. The cage of Charles. One more time. With Men and women Welcome. chasing championships. <laughs> oh, the Spurs won the lottery and they're going to draft one by a. That's great. Oh well then. Yeah. So look at that. Welcome everybody. Weekly Trueplex yeah, for the fifth awesome. time. The cage with Charles. Remember, wrestling is not fake. It's scripted. Stage fights. A song and dance. It's poetry, emotion. It's a soap opera. It's about men and women chasing championships, establishing their legacies, beating the holy hell out of each other, and just being there for my pure entertainment. Now I know last week I said we were going to focus more on AEW. I lied. We're going to actually keep it shorter this week, not for time constraints, but next week's the big one. So let me give you a preview of why next week's the big one, Francisco. Next week's Memorial Day weekend. I have not one. We don't have not two. We have three. Three. Three? Tres? Tres. Mm. Wrestling pay-per-views. Two of them WWE. WWE Night of Champions in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Two on Sunday competing against each other. NXT Battlegrounds on Peacock. And then AEW's like <laughs> Double or Nothing. So... As you know, both those cards are not finalized, so we're going to kind of front the information there because the mm-hmm. cards are not finalized itself. I think I you really might skip, have to actually... Can't really speculate I've, or anything like that. Yeah. I th- well, you can and you can't. And the thing is that I've been kind of lax on AEW a little bit. I know what I'm following, but the thing is every time... Because their pay-per-views are only like four times a year. So I try to be fair mm-hmm. and actually go to talk about... I, I, you know me. If there's anything I am, it's incessant to look through YouTube and catch up on all the promos and watch the TV shit and go from there. You know, what I will tell you about AEW is the storylines I am following, and that's essentially the four-pillar storyline for the AEW World Championship. 
but I don't know what's going on with the women's division right now. It's kind of weird with Jamie Hader and Rip Rigger going against the uh, outcast because they've been delaying that for so long. It's badly done. I don't know if whether they're doing Jade Cargill in the TBS championship or not, if they're going to defend it. The TNT championship right now, we got Warlow versus Christian, which is great, but Warlow had just beaten uh, Powerhouse Hobbs, and I was kind of against that. I'm like, what are we doing? Are we keeping Ring of Honor separate from her? Are we going to put it on uh, Double or Nothing as well? Because even though it's two separate entities, business-wise, it's cross-blended very heavily. Plus, this is also leading to Forbidden Door, which is going to have AEW versus New Japan, so I want to see if they're laying the pepper trail for that, too. So i got to give you guys an in-depth analysis. Y'all don't need an in-depth analysis for WWE. You know what I'm talking about, man. Mm. Um, you really know the highlights. I kind of mentioned a little bit, so I might go to focus because I'll start with AEW first. So yeah, Double Nothing's next week. Last year's Double Nothing was the CM Punk Hangman Adam Page that led to brawl out everything happening from there and the disaster cases mm-hmm. that begin with, right? Um, I still need like a, a full-on like a summary of that entire saga. Well, the problem you know? is it's not concluded yet until they bring back Punk. Because okay. remember, All right. so All right. I'll start with the points. A year ago, CM Punk beat Hangman Adam Page for the title. And he got injured. And then they had that's where they had the interim championships, if you remember mm-hmm. correctly, with John Moxley winning the interim. And then mm-hmm. him and Punk went at it. And then he got Punk lost on a dynamite episode. And then the following week with the power of Chicago, he beat Moxley. And then he had the media fight between him, his homeboy, the dog, versus the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. And then everybody got suspended for some time, leading to everything. And that kind of what led to the issues. But CM Punk is a draw he makes too much money there's allegations that wb wants him back because that's who's kind of like the daddy for the aew funding because that's who owns t or bro discovery owns tnt and tbs they are trying to put in a third show now they canceled aew dark and aew dark elevation that was on the youtube shows that's why i mentioned a couple weeks ago so right now they have dynamite on tbs they have rampage on tnt that's on fridays and now the rumor is that on saturdays they're gonna bring back saturday night wrestling kind of weird because what they have pay-per-views right and the thing is with sports you're on tnt and tbs and they have a predominant amount of hockey basketball and baseball so a lot of things are going to be preempted to other time slots on saturday it just feels like a bad setup you know what i mean they're gonna have something called collision i think is what's called are they gonna do a roster split are they not gonna do roster split because i don't give much deference to the dirt sheets and what's said on twitter follow us on twitter everybody fjogr charles true dan frijole sports uh, underscore goofs mm. and then all that other fun jazz and then you know marlon's and Sorian. Panther historian, uh, Jeff's got his game site. Uh, he's, you know. got to- he's got turf toe again. Jesus, no, it was first um, time, but still. Oh, I, I mean, he got injured again. Yeah, yeah, that's no bueno. Um, but yeah, follow us on the Twitter. But it, it's interesting because look, sometimes on AEW, I get some good ass quality matches. Man, you know, it just it's just so good on television. Thank you. And then sometimes I just get storylines that stagnate, like the Social Outcast, which is Paige, Tony Storm, and Ruby. Riot versus Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, all these people, you know, um, Hikaru and all that. I'm like, okay, what are we doing here? It's a little bit of a headache. So I have to d- d- dive deep. And I think FTR is defending the AEW tag titles against Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. I'm not really crazy about that, to be honest with you, um, coming into it. But hey, they do what they can. We do what we can, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just interesting that they lead into, but I will figure it out. I will find out. I will develop, I will learn, I will build into it for you guys because I can find myself a way to be invested. Because what matters more about Double Nothing, aside from 
what I had mentioned that I've been following the Four Pillars pay-per-view storyline. I have also been following the Blackpool Combat Club, which consists of, um, obviously, Brian Danielson, who we love up in this ish, Claudio Castagnoli, formerly Cesaro, John Moxley, following Dean Ambrose, for those who want to like cross-reference, and then Wheeler Yuta versus The Elite, which is Hangman, which is... Um, if Hangman comes back, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, Don Callis just betrayed Kenny Omega uh, last week in a steel cage match versus Moxley. So Callis had been there as Kenny's boy for so long, and then he just interferes and stops you know Kenny from winning, just stabs him. I think I sent you the video of like Kenny doing the V trigger uh, knee kick um, mm. that pushed him to the cage. I don't know how that man did not hurt his uh, genital area. That hurt me, but uh, I'm interested in that one. So those are sort of but I need to get more on big ones but it could lead to a good thing it's not going to be a pay-per-view i buy but it'll be a pay-per-view i probably talk about remember last year's double or nothing i was at the hard rock being starstruck a little bit so you know i gotta i gotta come back into the game of things here because that was when the heat lost to the celtics everything uh. like that and other things that happened at the hard rock and i'm like this is all happening in one night this is too much <laughs> wwe side the next week's pay-per-view jetta remember they're trying to establish a new world heavyweight championship and the finals are going to be seth rollins versus aj styles i think seth wins that one they'd be silly not to give this seth they create a new championship. I don't know if I've shown you those pictures. I've gotten you that live reactions. Part of me likes it. Part of me doesn't like it. I think it's because of how the WWE logo is in there. And I understand everything has to be branded because it's your brand name. But I felt like the gold belt should be bigger. I think it depends. I have to actually see it worn by somebody. I don't hate it. I don't love it. It's in between. Now, a champion's card is building up. They've had a couple extra matches that are on. Trish Stratus versus Becky Lynch. That's going to be a fun match. It's actually been a driving feud without a title being involved, and that's fantastic. We talk about Becky being the man. That's her, her moniker. I think she's really helping build there because the women division on the Triple H has kind of suffered when there's not a title involved. And even when there has been a title involved, it hasn't actually been excellente. Sorry. Um, Gunther versus Mustafa Ali is going to happen. That should be a banger. We love Gunther. He's probably my rating favorite WWE wrestler right now because everybody if you want to know i don't have a favorite wrestler i have all the programs i don't have favorite companies i don't have match of the years in in totality i separate it. it's the best way to do it. it makes your life easy you stop the arguments it makes tracking easier like if you gave me a favorite AEW guy i think it's gotta be brian danielson i love mm-hmm. that guy i loved it when he was daniel bryan wwe i love what he's doing there now he gives me bangers there's a lot of people that you can like but wwe wise gunther is that the man just looks like a bond villain you know i love him he gave me the triple international meat pally he literally powerbombed yeah. a guy onto his boy and beat him i was like oh man that's just so good um here is the newly announced match and i wish it was andrew was on the show because you know how much he hates roman reigns he hates the idea that bad guys are winning mm-hmm. and you know me i'm just like i love it because it's a soap opera with what's going on in the bloodline roman reigns the usos and solo sokoa so as you know the usos were the tag team guys right they were they lost the titles at mania they lost some kevin owens and Sami Zayn. they had a rematch a couple of smackdowns ago and they lost and roman came back on friday roman's been gone for a month and essentially we says y'all are bitches and me and your me and your brother are going to handle it so instead of roman defending his universal championship WWE universal championship i guess as they call it now even though there's a world heavyweight championship that's being fought for he's going to challenge kevin owens sammy saying for the tag team titles and for everybody's like jesus christ no more belts i'm like listen this is a bigger story than you guys can expect because what happens is that if he loses the usos are interfering in some way shape or form if he wins we're gonna get him and solo versus the usos of SummerSlam, and it gives the world heavyweight title a big opportunity to feel like the real deal and not as the secondary title or a consolation prize 
I'm for that. Even though the at the end of the day, the World Heavyweight Championship is not going to be as big because it obviously was created to avoid Roman. But I'm here for the soap opera drama because you guys were on that journey with me with Sami Zayn for ten months, and you saw how how great the connection was. And and the international crowds have been hot. Puerto Rico, thank mm. you. Yeah. I, I can't say it enough. You know, thank you for being around because Backlash was a good time. We're getting a Cody Brock rematch there. God damn it, I just don't care. They ruined Cody. And you know what's so weird when we started the whole show and everything? You always hear me get the shout-outs to Cody and Ada because I admire him. I just don't like how he's been handled in WWE. He doesn't have much of a say into it, obviously. But they should just put the belt on him at Mania. That was the big disagreement that I had with it because this whole thing is like him beating Brock because Brock was just covered in blood. And I think Brock's going to win this one. And then they have a few other matches that they'll go for, but they have to build it up a little bit. Like They have to put the two women's styles in there. Um, well, I It's a very bloated weekend for me next weekend because memorial day weekend i want to play zelda i have to see people it's this is hell month for me anyway because everybody has a birthday my mother's birthday is friday shout out mama love you um and then i have friends birthdays and stuff like that so i gotta give money to people and then you're gonna ask me to watch pay-per-view and not celebrate people's but i don't don't know and memorial day weekend like is tears of the kingdom more important than cody Rhodes? yeah kind of i think cody would agree he's a fellow gamer hell cody tell us Follow us on the Twitter. Follow him on the Twitter. I still like him. It's just that's the problem with your wrestlers. When you like them, they're not being booked well. You get complaints and grievances. But at the end of the day, I'm not a show writer. If I want to play fantasy booking, I can play WWE 2K22 or 2K23, right? It's on sale. Go buy it now. But wrestling is good. It stagnates a little bit because we were looking at it where you have the the pay-per-view now. Then you have money in the bank July 1st, I think. And then like... Or it's in June. No, there's no June paper. So like July, like the first week of July, near that uh, July 4th weekend is that pay-per-view. And then you have SummerSlam in August. So there might be a gap. Raw has been watchable. I did watch it yesterday because, you know, I couldn't play Tears of the Kingdom um, because I was going to say it because I had court. But I was watching that. So it's been good. They're integrating stories. They're making titles feel matter. You know, if anything, I'm just going to give the shout-outs to Seth Rollins for keeping it interesting, as always. For Becky Lynch and Trish Jatch, which I think have great bangers that they can do coming up in this match at nine champions. I think the feud will continue. And then Roman kind of back kind of gave it the, the shot in the arm. I don't know who defeats him. I still think it'll be a Cody at SummerSlam. I think the plan is he's going to win the money in the back briefcase and cash in at the Roman beat somebody at SummerSlam just to kind of be like, well, you know, you always played with an unfair deck. I'm going to play with an unfair deck and win. But hmm. next week is going to be the very bloated part of the cage. But I, I, I stuck around. I'm catching up. I'm going to be catching up some things. I'm sending you guys a lot of obnoxious stuff <clears throat> that's coming into it, as I mm. always do. But, you know, tune in next week and find out. That's all I got for you this week on The Cage. All righty. Okay. Well, it's late, but we finished. We're done with the petty train. It was great, Charles. It was fun. And, yeah, that's it. I don't have much more to say. See you all next week. Take care.
George Hoofs is over, get out of here, go do something. Or at least a week, then Charles Andrew and Francisco, you crave and seek Parker Beltline.